Yeah, so we're talking about uh, audio description today um, and, well, media Other access. Other forms of media access in general. Yes, but we are going to talk about audio description first. Right now. Yes. Yep. Um, so for anyone that's a bit confused as to what audio description is, um, I'm going to talk about what it is. Um, so audio description, uh, also referred to as video description, described video, or more precisely called a visual description is an additional narration track intended primarily for blind and visually impaired consumers of visual media, including film, television, dance, opera and visual art. It consists of a narrator talking through the presentation describing what is happening on the screen or stage during the natural pauses in the audio, and sometimes during dialogue if deemed necessary. So that is uh, what audio description is. That's a good description. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's really interesting, um, you know, hearing that it's um, also in um, theatre and, like, visual arts because um, obviously um, going to, a, like, a museum mm, and you're, you're looking at art but you can't obviously see it, see so it. You, um, you have to get someone to describe it. Yeah, I found that really interesting too because I think I was reading an article on that and... I think it was on Wikipedia or something. Um, saw one on the Vision Australia. I saw one on the Vision Australia website that said that said like in early 2017, like 20 clients of Vision Australia who are totally and all totally legally or have blind or have low vision and they're not synonymous. And they're not synonymous. And they had audio description of the musical Kinky Boots which is currently showing in Melbourne. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. And Veronica, as she is totally blind, but you have experienced live theatre before. Um, yes, I, I have gone to live theatre, but I haven't actually watched anything that has audio description. No. Was there no option to have audio description, or is it...? No, I think I, I just didn't know that theatre did have audio description. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. to find out it did. Yeah, because every time I've been to a theatre production, I've always had someone explain it to me. So to know that there is audio description out there, it's really good that mm. they've got that option. Absolutely. And to have access to audio description, it makes those sorts of experiences a lot more enjoyable because then we know what's going on. Definitely. Uh, so much easier than having to get someone to explain things. And then that way the audience are not distracted either. Yeah. But yeah, and yeah. with if you go to a show that has audio description, you usually get a headset when you arrive at the theatre and an audio describer will, of course, transmit an account of all the sta- or on-stage action. So, like, someone entering in from stage left or stage right or right of stage or... And what they're wearing, what what's the lighting, what are the movements, what's the sets. That mm. is awesome. But audio description, it's also found in cinemas. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it's very new to cinemas, I think, It's though. quite it's like new. like the last maybe year. No, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. Yes, the big chains, so Hoyts and Village Cinemas, they do use... Audio provide, description. They do provide audio description, but it's only for certain screenings. Yeah, which is kind of, annoy- kind of annoying. Yes, and I, I don't understand no. why it's certain sessions. 
yeah. doesn't make sense. No, because if you're only having like headphones and it's not disrupting It's not disrupting anyone the, else in the audience. Yeah, exactly. So they should have it, you know, for every session, I reckon. I agree. Definitely, because it's a bit unfair that you only get one session per you know, day. Per day, if you're lucky. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And, and, also, it's, and it's always like really early on in the morning. Or really late. Mm. And you could be on limited time trying to do something too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a bit hard trying to work a, your life around like one Unf- movie unfortunately, that you want to see. And yeah, unfortunately, free to air television because it can be used in television, does not provide audio description, nor is there any policy or legislation that says they have to provide audio description. That's just shocking. Mm. Yeah. I I don't understand why there's no legislation. The ABC did trial it on their main main channel. Yeah, they did, yeah. For 13 weeks in 2012. So 14 hours a week for 13 weeks. And then they trialled it on iView for a much longer period. Mm. But still there is no legislation for it. Whereas in the, U- in the UK, they have a developed and regulated marker for audio description which appears on both free-to-air and subscription TV. That is so good. That is awesome. That, yeah. is, a- that is just really strange how it's not... There's nothing here. It's 10%... Of like, legislation? They require a maximum of 10% of audio de- of TVs we audio described on depending on the size of the channel with expressions for live programming which of course is very hard to audio describe yeah i think we've definitely fallen you know behind the rest of the world i think we have audio description is available to, on free to air tv in the US the UK Europe and even New Zealand so even uh, Home and Away and Neighbours, uh, for anyone that watches those programs, they're uh, audio described. In the UK. In the UK. And but not it's here. Huge but not there. here. Which is very odd because it's an Australian yeah, and also, TV show. And also I've got to hear, so like, and soap operas like in the UK, like EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street, documentaries on BBC documentaries as well, also are audio described. As well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think... That is really interesting. Yeah. Mm. I think we should go to another song now. And uh, we will continue our little discussion on media access after the next song. Which is... Uh, (laughs) It is a track... What track are we doing? Welcome back to Raise the Platform. That was Unexpected Feeling by Greta Way. Greta Ray, sorry. Yes. <laughs> and we are t- uh, talking about uh, media access today. We are. Yes, yeah, so we've, we have uh, gone over uh, a little bit of audio description um, and what it is. And um, talking about um, where you can get it. Um, that being TV, film, dance, opera, visual art. And museums and all those fun things. <laughs> um, Another and form of media access is closed captioning as well. Yes, yes. Um, that is also available at cinemas and on, on and on television. Yes, yep. which is very good. Although um, I'll like um, 
turn on my uh, subtitles on my just my TV. Um, and these are like movies or sometimes music videos because I want to know the words to the songs because why not? Um, and probably only half of the movies have uh, subtitles. Really? Yeah. yeah, because it says here on the primary free-to-air channels on digital television, they say captions are available on all TV programs shown between 6 a.m. and midnight. And all news and current affairs programs, programs. There are different rules for the secondary channels, so like your elevens, your seven twos, mm. and goes. And yeah, I think also they're um a bit delayed. Yeah, yeah. As well, because it's live TV, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah. When when it's live, it is there is a natural delay, obviously. Mm. And that that does make sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm just uh just read that um there are 600,000 Australians who are blind and vision impaired. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So um that you know, there's so many other people that could benefit for audio description. Exactly. Um and I I'm not sure about closed captioning um the people who are deaf, but um yeah, I can imagine the numbers would probably be the same, if not more. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And captions are used for in theatre as well, so so it's useful for hearing. Can, they can be also used for hear for the theatre patients who can hear, because especially if there's like strong accents. Or when actors, when words are being sung in another language, obviously, so like opera, mm. or when actors are speaking or and singing off stage. Yeah, which is always handy when people are speaking different languages, and you're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> so, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've gone to a few uh, movies um, where it's all subtitled because, because they're all it... like in different languages. Yeah. Um, which is quite actually hard to keep up with because you have to read the screen as well as look at what's it sounds challenging. On. Yeah, look at what's actually happening on the screen. To it's, yeah, it sounds challenging. And I think also with movie cinemas, they do have a closed captioning set. I think they do. Yes, they do. Closed captioning. Yes. Yes, they do, and it says it consists of a that the one that Hoyts and Village Cinemas use. They say it consists of a small. LED display on a bendable support arm that fits into the theatre seat cup holder. So, and the easy to read screen is has like high contrast display, comes with a visor for privacy, so it can be positioned directly in front of you. So, you really don't have to really lip read. Mm. Which is always good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And there's also a device that makes the sound louder. So if if you have trouble hearing a movie, the actual sound itself, the device you can put on and that'll actually come through the headphones. And I've had that experience happen to me once. And okay. yeah, there are I have had a situation a few actually in which I have accidentally been given the wrong devices. And usually so what happens so usually you ask for an audio description device, device, yes, and you end up getting what a closed caption device. 
yeah, or one of the devices that makes the sound a bit louder. Mm. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, but usually what happens is a person usually comes into the cinema with you and they usually go and come in to check that it's working and if it's not working then they'll see if they can get you another device. Oh, okay. So the device, the audio restriction device, it doesn't actually start working until the movie itself actually begins. So for like, yeah, because you've all obviously got pre-shows, which is like previews of movies and that. Yeah, so I got all the previews and also commercials. So yeah. it it doesn't work at that time. It only works when the movie starts. So it's sort of like you have to sit there sort of taking a deep breath, anticipating what's going to happen. Oh. That's annoying. And when you get someone say, oh, the movie's starting, and... Yeah. That's annoying that, like, you don't get to, like, hear hear the trailers. It is. Yeah. Because it would be nice to get some descriptions on the trailers. Trailers. Exactly. But it may be be different trailers on on different cinema screens, so... Yeah. I sort of understand why. But you want to see... It would be nice. You want to understand what the trailers are, because you might want to see the movie. Yeah, exactly. And... (laughs) And if the device can read, if they can describe what the trailer is, then that way they'll go, oh, that's interesting. I might recommend that for someone else who might want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I think I also saw um, a petition for um, audio description. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, it's on change. Unfortunately, the petition is now closed. Oh, is what? It? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. When that. did it close? Was it recent? Um, is this sure is this the one that um, I think his name is Stephen? Jolly? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got like um, what he wrote uh, for the petition. What yeah. did he write? Um, so it's a bit about himself. So um, I'll read a little bit. Um, so it starts off with, Hello, I'm Stephen Jolly. Being blind from birth, I appreciate firsthand the power of words in telling in storytelling. This is why, as a member of the Australian blindness and low vision community, I implore um, politicians to update the law so that we can get the whole story from television programs. So, i.e. audio description and... And closed captions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Equality for, for all. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. At the at the moment, we can only experience what is being said on screen. If we break a glass, we don't know if someone has dropped a wine glass or has broken a window. Audio description helps blind people who are blind or have low vision to get the whole story. It's available in theaters, on DVDs, and the and the cinema but still not on free-to-air TV in Australia. Um, and as I said before, um, it's in the US, uh, the UK and Europe and, and New Zealand. Um, so he's written a bit about that like as well. Some, they've got like certain quotas and that, that they have to fulfil for, uh, for um, audio description, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's gone on to say, fortunately, we have laws that force TV stations to caption shows for people who are deaf, but that's not good enough. We need laws to provide the same access to television for those of us who are unable to see what's happening. Exactly. Or are unable to see 
or uh, or have compromised sight and that because they're low, legally low vision, low vision, legally or blind, blind, or even who have trouble processing what they're seeing. Yes, that's another one that I think it's very, very it's, good because and it also does help people with learning disabilities. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Because I when I watched um. A few movies with you, Veronica. Oh yes. Having uh, audio description, it was actually really interesting to actually see, well, to hear what the guy was saying. Yeah, exactly. Because even I miss some things in the movies that he's actually describing to you. Um, and what I wonder is, the peop- the describers—that's what they're called—or narrators. Narrators. Yeah. What I wonder is, how do they process that much action in that such a short period of time? Probably they have to look at the movie several times to mm, in order definitely. to get the full story. I think yeah. it's worth finding out more about that. Yeah, cause because we've been watching. I was Hobbit. saying. Yeah. I was saying because I was talking about um, audio description in theaters just a few minutes in, yeah. earlier in the show, and they said, and. Digital Australia said our audio description descriptors will watch a show three or four times to deliver one audio description so they prepare for all the different movies and get their terms right. That's a lot of concentration. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, because as I said, um, Veronica and I have been watching The Hobbit lately. Sure have, yes. And um, it is a very visual movie. Um, so I was very interested to see how they would um, convey the movie and um, describe it. So it was very interesting to me um, because, as I said, I noticed... I didn't notice things and they were describing them and it was just amazing. Um, But it's also... It it was really good to have audio description on. I think so. And and I think because that way people... They experience movies but in a different way. And some people find... Some people can find it a little bit distracting because they're not used to hearing a narration of what's going on. They're just used to seeing it. Yeah. And I think even if there are people who don't want it, it is good to have that extra option for people who do need it and who who really do want it. Definitely. Um, and I really liked at the end how they actually um, say all the names on the credits. Yes, and I've noticed with audio description, there are some movies who do it and some that don't. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I also find really strange. Mm, yeah, because I've looked at a lot of my DVDs and at least, I don't know, probably nearly two-thirds of my movies don't have audio description, which is really annoying because... You know, when you want to watch a movie, it's it's not there. Exactly. Yeah, that's quite quite annoying. Yep. So we're now going to go to another song. It is... Thun- and now we're going to be talking about Braille. Oh, yes. Braille is described as a reading language for people who are blind or have low vision. It consists of six dots, and each there's six combinations of fingers. Well, there's quite a few, but it consists of letters, numbers, and also symbols called contractions that make parts of words, or they can make full words. Okay. So it's it's quite complex. 
It looks complex. <laughs> it is. From where uh, where I'm sitting, because uh, I can obviously you've got a sheet of braille in front of you. Sure have. Um, so with the letters and the numbers, are they different or are they the same? No, they are different to print. Okay. Yes, braille. It's really tricky to describe because I'm so used to touching it. Because I, I do it through sense of touch. Yeah. But if you look closely at the Braille, it yeah. is quite different to print. In yeah. yeah, raised dots yeah. and that. It's raised, raised dots. dots. yeah. But also the different com- combinations of fingers and also how words are spelled out. There's also certain rules. Mm, so um, with words, are they obviously, like, would it take longer to write than... Uh, say the usual typing. Then in print, yeah, braille. Yes, it would it because take up more like paper. yes, it takes up more space. Because also, if you feel the braille paper is thicker than normal print paper. Okay, yeah, obviously, yeah. so you can recognise like the raised dots and that. So it can instead yes, of ho- punching but, a hole through the paper. But also, braille is larger than print. Yeah. yeah. So even with all substantially larger. So even with all the symbols that you've got, it takes a lot of concentration because you have to think, okay, do I write the GH symbol or do I spell it out? Do I write the EA symbol or do I write it as the letters EA? Yeah. Because there are certain braille contractions that cannot only be used in certain words in the middle or in certain positions, it's really tricky to describe because of the complexity of the actual language yeah, so itself. Instead of spelling it and, you could put in, like, the ampersand and... There is a symbol for and. So yeah. the letter S and then the symbol for and, symbol for this... Yep. Symbol for in, symbol for en, which is enough... Yep. In Braille, okay. CH, the symbol by itself, that means child. Yeah. Oh. And then there's also abbreviations, which are two or three letters that can make words. So there's one, there's quite a few of them. ALW meaning always, yeah. ALM almost. A, B, about, A, B, V, above. There's quite a it's few... Like, like, so it's a bit like predictive text, what we have these days. What's that? Predictive text, so like when you, you start, text Yeah, in, you start um, start typing yeah. a word oh, and is that sort s- of finishes it for you. Okay. Yes, it's, it's quite complex and it can be quite confusing at times. Because you really have to think, now, which combination of dots do I use? Yeah. Um, so when did you first start learning Braille? I first started learning Braille when I was about six. So learning Braille, it's sort of like learning print in the sense that you start when you're learning the alphabet and you start when you're little. But it takes longer because 
of the contractions and the abbreviations. Also numbers. There's also a system for Braille maps, and there's also a system for Braille music as well. Cool. How does that work? Braille music. Certain notes, I would assume, would be raised oh, yeah. dots. Um, so combinations of raised dots. Like dots for different notes in music. It's quite tricky to describe. It is very different to print. Mm. I I know a little bit, but not much. But if you were to do a C quaver in Braille, a C quaver is the letter D. Okay. And a D quaver is the letter E. Oh, that's confusing. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to get your head around because you have to... Oh, no, it's not the letter C, it's the letter D. Oh. So it's it's a lot of concentration. Very difficult. And it, it's really confusing. Yeah, so when you learnt it, did you learn it at school or did you have to actually go to somewhere else to learn it, like outside of school? I did go to a Braille music camp. Um, which was in term holidays, I think. Okay. But it, it was optional. Yeah. I am. I but went when you like learnt braille just altogether, like when you were oh, six. Um, did no, you learn it at school? Ah, uh, yes, just at school. Yes, I did go to a special school, the Vision Australia School. Okay. But also, when I moved to a mainstream school, I also learnt it there yeah. with what they call a visiting teacher. Yep. And a visiting teacher is basically a teacher who visits schools. And they help people with disabilities. So it could be someone who was blind or someone who has a hearing impairment. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, I was going to say something and I've completely forgotten what... Uh, That's so what annoying when you forget things. Oh, yes. No, I remember now. Um, <laughs> so obviously um, going around the city and, you know, going places, there's um, Braille on the walls... Um, what do they say? Usually you might find Braille on the toilet, so it might say female toilet, or it might say male toilet, or you might also find it in lists, for example. Okay. You could come across one saying ground, or one. Yeah. And then have two. the Braille next to it, or before it, or... Yeah. I've always wanted to know, though, because you're obviously blind... Yes. Um, how do you know where to find the Braille? I sort of have to feel around to find where it is. Yeah. That's the only downside. But the good thing is that once we find it, we know it's there. Mm. That's really good. That's, yeah. I'm very baffled by the, you know, whole Braille thing. <laughs> I, I know, it, it is It's a whole new concept to me. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. And if you want to find out more information, you can go on the internet as well. Mm. You can search up for information on websites, maybe. Yeah. Have you actually ever read a book that's, like, full-on Braille? Like I have, yes. You can get books from the Vision Australia Library. Cool. And some Is that book... in the city? No, it's, it's in... There is... One, I think in Kuyong. Um, there is a number you can ring. You can ring the Main Vision Australia number. Yeah. And ask. And ask to speak to a librarian. And there's yeah. also Vision Australia Radio, which has the paper and 
which they sometimes like read the paper and that. So for those who are blind. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I actually came up across um, a website um, that uh, someone gave to me uh, the other day. And um, it's about um, these two guys that are uh, vision impaired. So they, okay. I think they, have, they were born with a disease um, that are slowly taking away their um, eyesight. But um, so they they met um, a few years ago and um, they started making a, um, a clothing company. So... Um, their clothes are very um, soft and, like, how, like... Because they obviously, they go on feel because they can't see it. Exactly. So, um, the, the materials are very, um, like, well picked out and, you know, it all goes on feel. But, wow. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, and they're based in the US, but um, they do... Delivery. Delivery um, worldwide. Which is amazing. That is just awesome. Yeah, and actually, on their um, the label that they have, um, I think it's usually on the like the sleeve. Um, it actually has Braille on it. Wow. Yeah. So um, the website, if you want to check it out, is twoblindbrothers.com. Yep. Yeah. And if if you want to find out about the Vision Australia Library, you can go on the Vision Australia website as well. Yes. It is now time for another song, and we have got Tim Pan Orange and Leopards. You are listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Was Tim Pan Orange and Leopards. You're on Sin ninety point seven. You are listening to Raise the Platform. Yes, um, and um, we've been talking about media access. Uh, yes, this this show, and now we're going to talk about Auslan. Yes, Australian Sign Language. Yes, it's something that uh, I definitely have on my bucket list to actually learn. learn. I think it's a really good idea because sign language is not universal. There are different forms of it. Yeah, which Hence I kind why of find I said Auslan. Yeah, it's it's because kind of the Australian annoying. It's, sign language. It is. Yeah. It's interesting. Though, though it's hard to hmm. speak to somebody who's who's from another country in sign language because there are so many different forms yeah. obviously. Which is kind of annoying because you know, there should be like a universal sign language. Like, it shouldn't be... I know that there's different languages in different countries, but it would be so much easier for someone that is deaf to just have a universal language, I reckon. I agree. Same with um, Braille Braille. as well. Yes, Braille is not universal. There are different forms of Braille. And I was describing during our song break that... If you're writing in another language, something in Braille, it's recommended that you spell it out in letters. Because if you were to 
do it using contractions. The contractions could mean something completely different in another language, yeah. as opposed to our language. Hmm. Um. I saw. Um. Wow. Well, actually, Jaden, you you tagged me something in something on yeah. Facebook the other day. Yes. Um. <laughs> The Herald Sun did an article um, about uh, Auslan in schools. Instead of learning um, the foreign languages, yeah. they want people to. There is a push for people to learn Auslan. Yeah, so this is just in primary school, so yeah, not in high school, but um, which I think is good because I personally don't remember much of uh, the language that we learnt in primary school. Same, and, and I think it's it's really good that they are pushing disability awareness in terms of other forms of communication. Yeah, and I think that's a really important skill to learn. Definitely. And we had somebody on Raised Platform last year from the director of the other film festival, Mia. Yes. And we had a and the big thing about it was because Mia's deaf, so we had to actually bring in an Auslan interpreter to. To speak on her behalf. Yes, and we actually had it filmed as well. Yes. So that um, so, so that the deaf community could um, see our radio interview. Yeah. Which was actually amazing because I think it was probably the first radio interview that they've ever actually done that was filmed. So yep. it was accessible for everybody. Everybody. Because we will, of course, have captions on there for the for the community for the deaf community yeah. as well. Yeah. Those who don't really understand that much Auslan and mm. yeah, so that was a really a really good interview, and you can also find that um, on our podcast on uh, our Omni site. Yes, which is o m n y dot All raise the platform. Shows are podcast, uh, podcast as well. So you can of course check it out our previous episodes coming back to last year, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, I posted uh, last week's show on Thursday. Yes, and that was on types of disabilities. Yes. So um, if you're interested in hearing more of our shows, uh, definitely go on to our Facebook page, uh, which is just Raise the Platform. Yep. And they are all posted on there, or you can go directly to the Omni website and type yeah. in Raise the Platform. Indeed. And they will be all there. Yeah. Um, so, talking more about Auslan. Yes. Oh, yes. It is used in media access, so sometimes during live events I've been to see... Being, I've been to you sometimes seen an Auslan interpreter of someone speaking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've def- I think I've seen um, like in news reports when there's like an emergency situation. Yes, yes, yeah. They'll have Auslan I remember, I think I was watching, I think it was around the Queensland floods, I think when the Premier was speaking. Yes. They had any, they had a, someone signing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's getting more um, you know, out there in the community. Absolutely. And um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Especially in emergency situations. Oh, definitely. Exactly, definitely. Yeah. Have the opportunity to... To, to know s- what's going to on. To know what, is go- what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what to do. Yes. Yeah. Um... 
Yep, and also I think that... I think I've seen this once before, but I think it was that Catholic Mass program that they show on Channel 10 for, like, remote Catholics and that. They have okay. it in Ausland as well. Okay. I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I but it's that like early on the it's like early on the early on like channel ten or something like that. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. But I did find out that that does use Auslan also. Yeah, I think um, like big televised events that um, you know the whole country or the you know the world would well the, I'm going to say the country because it's Auslan. Um, yeah. Um, you know, tunes into Australian sign language. Australian sign language, uh, Auslan. Yes, um, and there's definitely lots of courses out there for those who want to learn. For those, yeah, Aus some like, yeah. Level a tape one that Auslan. I went to a few years ago, they actually had classes for Auslan. Okay, pretty yeah. good. Um, and and of I've, course, there's probably mm, YouTube as well. Yeah, yep. and I, I think you can do courses in which you can learn about Braille as well. Yeah. I think there'd be courses. Yeah, there definitely should be. <laughs> YouTube does use closed captions, so although sometimes it's automated and sometimes and sometimes some people actually use the um and some people actually use the what's me actually use the some program to actually manually type the what was being said. Mm. So it's actually perfect. Cleared. And our SIN newsletters, which are given to volunteers, they often have, like, image pictures, like like what the pic has on it, so so that blind people... So that when it's read by somebody, mm. they can put a mental picture in their head of what it has. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how in the newsletters... They might describe what the picture is. So, for example, smiling face, it's happening, or something along Saying the lines it's of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then smile with raised to, hands. I'm, tr I'm trying to find um, uh, the latest SIM newsletter. That's if I can get. No. No. <laughs> not not good phone reception here in these studios, unfortunately. Yes, yes. But <laughs> because uh, if I because if I had phone reception, I could at least said what it usually says to help the blind people. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, we are at the end of our show now. Oh, yeah. sad face. Very, gone very really sad quickly. face. Very sad face. It's been yes. a really good show. Yes, yeah, so I've actually really loved this show. It's been really interesting uh, for yep. me. I yeah, learned because a lot today. So. I agree. Absolutely. Because yeah. none of it because neither me and Alex use like audio description that well Veronica has to use it as a necessity. Exactly. For for me it's it's not a case of just an option. You have to use it. I have to use it. To not just for me but for others who are out there who absolutely. want access. And when you watch a movie that just has sound and you don't see what's going on... You don't get the full picture. No, you don't. And no. and in a school situation, it was the trickiest thing. I would be asking teachers, what's going on? And some of them would sometimes say, just work it out. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's not really... That's not. And in all honesty, it's not help. that simple. You can't work it out. 
All you know is that something smashed. Someone yelled. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, well, that's all you know. Before, like, if something, like, a, the glass broke, they don't know if someone's broken a window. Yeah, exactly. Or, or glass. A, a wine glass or even a mirror. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just closing the show there, <laughs> um, if you want to uh, go visit our socials. Yes, um, Twitter on RTBS1N and Facebook on Raise the Platform. And Instagram as well on Raise the Platform. Okay. Uh, we've we've um, not posted a few photos lately, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll get there. We'll get on to that. Absolutely. Um, maybe I'll, I might actually take a photo of uh, Veronica's Braille and yep. uh, post it on the Instagram. Sure. Yep. Sure, we can do that. Yeah. I'd love that'd to. That would be great. That would um, be awesome. Yeah. So uh, everyone can have a look on Instagram. Sure yep. can. Um, and uh, next week... We actually have a new presenter. Awesome. Yes. Yay. Um, so definitely tune in for next week because um, it's really exciting. Uh, she's a really good friend of mine. Yep. Awesome. So, Someone who also has spina bifida. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you too much about her yet. Uh, you better I'll, tune in next week. Yes, tune in next <laughs> week and uh, you can hear it straight from her. So yes. it'll be very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, she 